Hey y'all, hey, welcome to the Seek Joy Sister podcast where I talk about all things scripture and Jesus. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about Revelation chapter 16 through 18. So go ahead and grab your cup of coffee or whatever you enjoy drinking in the mornings. Let's pretend like we're sitting right across from each other and let's grow our faith together. Let's begin this podcast episode by reading chapter 16 in Revelations because just like chapter 13, I don't want to break out a few verses here and there just because... In order to understand this chapter, you just have to read it entirely. So, let's start reading. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go, pour out the seven bowls of God's wrath on the earth. The first angel went and poured out his bowl on the land, and ugly and painful swords broke out on the people who had the mark of the beast and worshipped his image. The second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it turned into blood like that of a dead man, and every living thing in the sea died. The third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs of water, and they became blood. Then I heard the angel in charge of the waters say, You are just in these judgments, you who are and who were the Holy One, because you have so judged. For they have shed the blood of your saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink as they deserve. And I heard the altar respond, Yes, Lord God Almighty, true and just are your judgments. The fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and the sun was given power to scorch people with fire. They were seared by the intense heat, and they cursed the name of God who had control over these plagues. But they refused to repent and glorify him. The fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom was plunged into darkness. Men gnawed their tongues in agony and cursed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, but they refused to repent of what they had done. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. Then I saw three evil spirits that looked like frogs. They came out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. They are spirits of demons performing miraculous signs, and they go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them from the battle, for the battle, on the great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come like a thief. Blessed is he who stays awake and keeps his clothes with him so that he may not go naked and be shamefully exposed. Then they gathered the kings together to the place that in Hebrew is called Armageddon. The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne, saying, It is done. Then there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, and a severe earthquake. No earthquake like it has ever occurred since man has done been or since man has been on earth so tremendous was the quake the great city split into three parts and the cities of the nations collapsed god remembered babylon babylon the great and gave her the cup filled with the wine of the fury of his wrath 
every island fled away and the mountains could not be found. From the sky, huge hailstones of about a hundred pounds each fell upon men. And they cursed God on account of the plague of hell because the plague was so terrible. So now let's read the commentaries in my Bible. So regarding 16.1, the bold judgments are God's final and complete judgments on the earth. The end has come. There are many similarities between the bold judgments and the trumpet judgments. But there are three main differences. One, these judgments are complete, whereas the trumpet judgments are partial. The trumpet ju judgments will give, oh, I'm sorry. The trumpet judgments still give unbelievers the opportunity to repent, but the bold judgments do not. And three, mankind is indirectly affected by several of the trumpet judgments, but directly attacked by all the bold judgments. Commentary for 16.7, where um, it states, and I heard the altar respond. The significance of the altar itself responding is that everyone and everything will be praising God, acknowledging his righteousness and perfect justice. Now, commentary for 16.9 through 21. We know that the people realize that these judgments come from God because they curse him for sending them, but they still refuse to recognize God's authority and repent of their sins. Christians should not be surprised at the hostility and hardness of heart of unbelievers. Even when the power of God is fully and completely revealed, many will still refuse to repent. If you find yourself ignoring God more and more, turn back to him now before your heart becomes too hard to repent. And then 16, 12, regarding the um, Euphrates River. The Euphrates River was a natural protective boundary against the empires to the east, Babylon, Assyria, and Persia. If it is dried up, nothing could hold back invading armies. The armies from the east symbolize unhindered judgment. Then regarding the spirits or the evil spirits and the demons, these spirits of demons perform a miraculous signs who come out of the mouths of the unholy trinity, unite the rulers of the, for the world for battle against God. The imagery of the demons coming out of the mouths of the three evil rulers signifies the verbal enticements and propaganda that will draw many people to their evil cause. And then commentary for 1615, where it says, Behold, I come like a thief. Christ will return unexpectedly. So we must be ready when he returns. We can prepare ourselves by standing firm in temptation and by being committed to God's moral standards. In what ways does your life show either your readiness or your lack of preparation for Christ's return? Sinful people will unite to fight against God in a final display of rebellion. Many are already united against Christ and his people. Those who stand for truth, peace, justice, and morality, your personal battle with evil foreshadows the great battle pictured here, where God will meet evil and destroy it once and for all. Be strong and courageous as you battle against sin and evil. You are fighting on the winning side. 
Now let's read Revelation 17, 1 through 2. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and said to me, Come, I will show you the punishment of the great prostitute who sits on many waters. With her, the kings of the earth committed adultery, and the inhabitants of the earth were intoxicated with the wine of her adulteries. So a commentary for those two verses. The destruction of Babylon mentioned in 1670-21 is now described in greater detail. So if you want to know more, um, finish reading the rest of 17. The great prostitute called Babylon represents the early Roman Empire with its many gods and the blood of Christian martyrs on its hands. The water stands for either sea commerce or well-watered city. The great prostitute represents the seductiveness of the government system that uses immoral means to gain its own pleasure, prosperity, and advantage. In contrast to the prostitute, Christ's bride, the church, is pure and obedient. The wicked city of Babylon contrasts with the heavenly city of Jerusalem. The original readers probably rather quickly identified Babylon with Rome, but Babylon also symbolizes any system that is hostile to God. Now let's finish by reading Revelation 18, 4 through 8, along with the commentaries. Then I heard another voice from heaven say, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins, so that you will not receive any of her plagues, for her sins are piled up to heaven, and God has remembered her crimes. Give back to her as she has given. Pay her back double for what she has done. Mix her a double portion from her own cup. Give her as much torture and grief as the glory and luxury she gave herself. In her heart she boasts, I sit as queen, I am not a widow, and I will never mourn. Therefore, and one day her plagues will overtake her, death, mourning, and famine. She will be consumed by fire, for mighty is the Lord God who judges her. The commentaries. Merchants in the Roman Empire grew rich by exploding the sinful pleasures of their society. Many business people today do the same thing. Businesses and governments are often based on greed, money, and power. Many bright individuals are tempted to take advantage of an evil system to enrich themselves. Christians are warned to stay free from the lure of money, status, and the good life. We are to live according to the values Christ exemplified. Service, giving, self-sacrifice, obedience, and truth. The people of Babylon have lived in luxury and pleasure. The city boasted, I sit as queen and I will never mourn. The powerful, wealthy people of this world are susceptible to the same attitude. A person who is financially comfortable often feels invulnerable, secure, and in control, feeling no need for God or anyone else. This kind of attitude defies God and his judgment against it is harsh. We are told to avoid Babylon's sins. If you are financially secure, don't become complacent and deluded by the myth of self-sufficiency. 
Use your resources to help others and advance God's kingdom. So in other words, don't ever forget about God. Friends, if you are at a very comfortable place right now, if life is good, great. That's awesome. But make your blessings a reason to praise God even more. And continue to seek him no matter what. Because you never know when you are going to need him the most. And in those days that you need him the most, you don't want to feel far away from him. And on top of that, you never know when he is coming. So as Christians, we have to be ready at all times. joy friends and that is it for today's episode i hope you all have an amazing rest of the week and weekend and i will talk to you guys on tuesday bye